0: We're at the end of the island, brought to you by Junior Rowing News and Felipe. Ready for rhythm, in two, in one, rhythm, now! Hello everyone, welcome back to the end of the island podcast stateside with me, Fergus Mainland and Fraser Innes, and while we had the likes of the Scottish Championships, Met Regatta, and Peterborough Regatta in the UK, all eyes in America were on Mercer Lake for the IRE Men's National Championship. And the big headline coming away from all of it is that Cal have gone back to back. They have defended their national championship title. They've swept every single race that they have entered. And we're going to look into all of that in lots of detail in a couple of minutes time. But just before we get to all of the action, a reminder, we are sponsored by Felipe, who are, of course, one of the most instantly recognizable rowing boat brands in the world. Since their inception in 1980, they've carried crews to over 400 medals at World Championship and Olympic level and have a network of dealers across the globe. They pride themselves on an ability to custom-create shells with the highest specifications suitable for Olympic champions and novice athletes. Today, the running of the Boat Yard is undertaken by David Felipe. The Yard employs 60 technicians and produces just over 1,100 boats each year, supplying federations worldwide. You can head to FelipeBoats.com to learn about what they can do for you. But Fraser... Let's go right in. Let's not faff around and waste any time. We're going right to the headline event, the Varsity 8. Cal defended their national championship title that they won last year. They've gone back to back. But more importantly, you predicted uh, the gold medalist. I did. I did.
1: And to be honest, I when I made that prediction, uh, I did I did specify a margin. And that margin was far closer than, uh, than I expected. I think anyone will have really expected. It was down to, it was half a length By the time they crossed the finish line uh, they won by uh, over a a charging pack behind
0: yeah and that pack of course led by the washington huskies from the west coast princeton picked up the bronze medal which meant that in his final ira regatta steve gladstone was left medalless in the men's varsity eights syracuse came fifth northeastern rounded out that top six and We'll get on to the minor medals, but neither of us predicted Northeastern actually getting into that final. What an unbelievable semifinal they put together. Yes,
1: it was. they were having the, the regatta of, of a great time. The Northeastern tent was right next to where I was. And every, every time, every round they went through, there was just this, there, there was this excitement uh, coming up uh, from the guys. The, 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 rep- the, the heat, they weren't expected to, to make it through. They were expected to have to go through the repishages. They took Stamford by half a second. Then the semi-final of all semi-finals, they were down by uh, about half a, a whole length at the halfway point. They rode through Harvard uh, to seal that spot in the grand final. It was uh, it was quite the the, the demonstration of uh, talent for the men from Boston, being and forcing Harvard and Brown both into the petite final for the first time since
0: two thousand and eight that's mad. I mean, IRA is just producing mad statistics and mad racing as it as it so often does. Let's talk about that Yale result because there was, there was a lot of talk previously about where they came in the semi-finals. They didn't win their semi-final and it almost, it looked like they were fine to not win their semi-final thinking, do you know what? We've got more cards to play. It's the semi-finals. We've got our job done, booked our place in the grand final. But on the day, on the Sunday, they, they couldn't deliver and just seemed to drop back on the rest of the field yeah it was uh it was a it was an odd
1: situation they lost their their semi-final by about two and a half seconds and i and i was texting you and saying there's there's no particular concern the lanes don't seem to be that much of a problem so they don't need they they won't be pushing it that hard it's it's only one lane anyway given the way the seeding worked and then they went out in the final and then they were again they were two seconds behind princeton which was uh, which will have been a, a rather disappointing uh, performance for Steve Gladstone's men
0: yeah, certainly and as we mentioned it's his final IRAs I was I was hoping for you know the Hollywood fairy tale ending that you that you so often get in in US sports where you can walk off into the sunset after winning a final IRAs and it's not happened not even a medal in the varsity eights. and with that though you've got a Flip it around on the other side of things, and just congratulate Princeton on what has been this this rise, this this surging rise throughout the season that's culminated in a bronze medal. It's a cracking result for that program.
1: Uh, yeah, we spoke to the head coach. Well, you spoke to the head coach uh, at the start of the season, and I can only point to that correlation and showing that the the insight that uh, you two uh, engaged in was the the sole reason. For the purpose, but in, but in reality, uh, some phenomenal recruiting. It's a young squad as well, so I, I'd expect them to be steps on. They might be Cal's closest challengers next year. Um, and they... That's a hot take.
0: That's a hot take, and recording this, we're not even 24 hours after the grand final. Yes, yes,
1: we're, we're, we're all about the hot takes, uh, and, and largely driven by that, that British freshman pairing of Theo Bell, formerly of Eton, Marcus Shute, formerly of Windsor Boys School. Uh, in the in the five six pair, that is a, a young and talented
0: core to build a boat around. For uh, three more years, they'll be there. Cracking result for Princeton. And we we also had Dave Reichman on of, of Syracuse, brilliant fifth place for them as as he's talked about getting himself into into the grand final. Almost yeah, there's two three year journey that he's been on with this squad, and I think yeah, six seconds off Cal. Do you know what? Cracking result for for Syracuse. And um, the final one in that final, Washington. I and mean, I remember saying on our preview of this, Do you know what, when you think of IRAs, you instantly think of, of Washington. And I think it's fair to say that they peaked at just the right point in the season. And anyone who was doubting them at the at the early stages of the season, well, I think they just completely proved their doubters massively wrong.
1: Yeah, there was, there was definitely something going on in Seattle the last two weeks. Uh, we had the women come across who were unfancied to come second at NCAA's, and then the men who weren't immediately fancied to come second at the IRA. It's uh, there was definitely something go-
0: good going on on the water over there. What we, I found really interesting, actually, just away from the racing was I mean you've touched on the lanes and everything, but throughout the regatta there was a huge amount of I mean there was racing delayed, there was there was lots of wind. I mean even to the semi-finals I think they were taking over six minutes um, to do their semi-finals. So actually. The conditions changed massively throughout the weekend, didn't they?
1: Yes, yes. So on Friday, we had a scorching heat. I think the the Mercury climbed to 34 degrees Celsius, um, which we had a lot of fainting in the second Varsity 8 repishages in the afternoon, which led to the third Varsity 8s and the 4s being cancelled, those repishages, and just progressing as the heats were previously, which led to some crews not getting the opportunity to move up on those positions who will have been disappointed to do so but obviously safety is is our first concern. And then on Saturday we had a compressed schedule, we, we didn't run 10 minute centres, I think it was 8 minutes, uh, just to minimise the amount of wind because as that wind picked up throughout the day we could compress all of our racing into the morning uh, and, get, and get it all done in fairer conditions. Lake Mercer is not a place known for its fair conditions um there's, there's a lot of uh, people, there's, there were, IRAs will be back there next year, uh, but I believe oh. we'll be out to Lake Natoma the following year uh, on the West Coast, uh, Get where there, are, there is more favourable racing. And then there's, I believe there's conversations going on about the location of the IRA, whether it will return to Camden County, uh, where the, the NCAAs was this year and has been ira's spiritual home for a while or as uh, as coach clark is trying to propose uh, devil's lake in wisconsin
0: <laughs> why not let's just let's flip the whole script and, and do it there why not um before we move on let's it's it's worth taking a look into the petite final of the varsity eight mean, i mean you've touched on stanford brown harvard all of those crews missing out on the grand final and it's a for Harvard, it's, it's a poor weekend for that varsity eight. Third in the petite final, puts them ninth overall in the country. And it's it's almost a season for them that's sort of spluttered and has just sort of come to a halt uh, on Lake Mercer. Yeah, we, we were we were singing, oh, Harvard are back, Harvard are back
1: after, uh, after Eastern Sprints where they were in the hunt or second varsity eight won it. We were all very excited about what Harvard could do. Now they had Clark Dean back in the stroke seat away from the sixth seat he'd been sat in for most of the regular season. And, uh, and we, were, we were all getting these excited. And then it all just seemed to... Uh, the, gas, the wheels seemed to fall off the train just a little bit too early for Harvard. They got rowed through by that Northeastern crew in, this, in their semi-final. A, a length, rowing through a length in a 1,000 metres at this level of racing is, is, is basically unheard of. So while well, all the credit will go to, to Northeastern, there will have to be a bit of looking in the mirror for the Harvard guys... And then they had a, an underwhelming a petite final, uh, unable to respond with uh, much aggression uh, to that, finishing closer to Dartmouth in fourth even than uh, Stanford in second.
0: Yeah, that was that was the petite final. It's worth touching on because, yeah, as, as you mentioned, some some of those big hitter programmes have just not delivered. I mean, Stanford, they were about two seconds down on on Brown. I was gutted not to see them into the... Well you you predicted, you thought they were gonna make the, the grand final. I thought Harvard was gonna make the grand final, so it's losses all round on uh, on that front of things. But that was that was the, the varsity eights, the um the big heavy hitters. However, it's also worth noting that as we mentioned at the top of the show, Cal went out and swept everything. They won the varsity eights, the second varsity eights, the third varsity eights, the varsity fours, they did the full shebang. And across those second and third varsity eights, what stood out to you across the board?
1: I think it was, to a certain extent, it was just the feeling of inevitability about it. We saw the races come down, Cal would take a lead and they would just hold on to it. And people would move around behind and they might squeeze up as that race for the silver medal sort of crept in. But Cal would just be in a league of their own. The the amount of depth that programme has from top to bottom is simply outstanding. You have... The four is an interesting event because some a, a number of crews they were racing against were crews who didn't quite qualify for the eight, uh, who have their four best athletes in that programme, versus Cal Guy's number uh, 25 through 28. And they still put out these phenomenal performances.
0: Yeah, to, I suppose to put that into perspective, that is, that's almost like Brooks' level of dominance, to be able to put out what is effectively yeah, their fourth bolt and still beat university's top athletes. So I think Temple in particular entered four of their top guys into, into the varsity four. They had a cracking result, came away with the silver medal Temple did in the in the four. And so for Cal to go out and do that, I mean, it's unbelievable, unbelievable what a, what a regatta Cal have had on, on the men's side of things. And I think I'm going to put it out there I, I'd and almost start a conversation as well. Where does this Cal varsity eight and this Cal season they've had stack up against other seasons. I mean, how good is this Cal varsity compared to one's other eights in, in years gone by?
1: I think this is a this is a this is a top quality. This is there's some there's various effects. It's it's Scott Franston has a has a phenomenal recruiting network. You have lots of Olympic pedigree talent in that programme. Plus you have the the COVID effects where guys are able to stay for five years. So that's a little bit older, that little bit more experience as well as the Ivy League's not doing that five years, so they're able to draw across from the East Coast. I think it, it will be very impressive. Uh, when we, uh, I don't know, I think, I assume California will be coming across to Henley, and I don't know what quality of athletes they will bring across, opposed to those who will be pulled away on national team duty. But they could be, they could be swinging. If they've got a ladies' plate eight entered, that would, be a, that would be a difficult one to bet against. And if they swing at the ground, that would be exciting. That would be fun. Oh, I'd that'd be tasty, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: I'd be very tasty. Um, am going back from West Coast to East Coast. Let's go back to singing the praises of Princeton, who did the double in the lightweight eights. They won the women's lightweight eight, uh, six seconds over Stanford women who have got such pedigree in that event over over recent years. And they won the men's lightweight eight as well, beating Harvard by nearly two seconds. And safe to say, Princeton top lightweight program in the country It's which it seems odd saying that because normally you see Stanford and the women's and perhaps your Columbias or your Cornells on the on the men's side of things
1: so yeah Columbia have had a, a tough run of the season uh, with the rules around qualification and only so many sprint schools can go to IRAs they didn't even they didn't even make the cut but Princeton had a phenomenal race on the lightweight side it wasn't just the first dates uh, they won the second eight on uh, on the men's side and on the women's side they won the the eight the four and the double, all three events offered, uh, and they came away with with wins in all three, and it, it didn't. Again, there was a certain inevitability about it. Occasionally, they would they would not lead off the start, but there was never any doubt. Watching those races come down the course, that that Princeton crew was just gonna, they were just gonna sail through to take the win. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Cracking stuff from from Princeton. There'll be celebrations all round in in their boathouse in New Jersey. Finally, though, worth touching on the Division 3 uh, racing that was also taking place at the same time. Uh, you predicted Williams to go out and do it, and they clearly listened to you and did exactly that. Yes,
1: yes. It was, uh, it was a Saturday final for Division 3, so we had those, those hellish crosswinds, which uh, led to some slower times. But uh, Williams were the top amongst them. They, this is only the second year that Division 3 events have been offered, and Williams uh, are not letting anyone else win anything. They won the first date last year, they won the first date again this year, and then the new second date event, they won that too for good measure.
0: Awesome. So there you have it, your quick 15-ish minute roundup of everything that took place over the weekend at the IRAs. And what is so exciting is that every well, what is so exciting is that a huge number of these athletes who raced at the IRAs and who raced at the NCAAs last weekend previously are going to be coming over they're going to be racing in the temple in the island in the prince albert in the remnant in the ladies plate in the visitors at, at henley royal so many of these top international athletes coming over and taking part in in henley royal regatta this year and we are so looking forward to that and that brings an end actually to our to our run of episodes covering the u.s collegiate racing over the past 10 11 weeks or so it's been an absolute blast doing it Doing it with with you, Fraser, and we hope everyone who has been listening on has learned something. I certainly have, and uh, most importantly, has enjoyed us taking you through the world of collegiate racing. And I'm going to pencil it in now. We'll be back next year to do it all, do it all again next year. Uh, This season has been phenomenal, and going out on a winning note in crowning glory, it is California on the men's side of things. It is Stanford on the women's, and we'll be looking ahead to next year as to whether or not. Schools can go back to back for Stanford and on California's side look to do the three peat. Just before we end today's episode, a reminder we are still sponsored by Flipe, one of the most instantly recognizable rowing boat brands in the world. Since inception in 1988, they've carried crews to over 400 medals at world championship and Olympic level. And they have a network of dealers across the globe. They pride themselves on an ability to custom create shells of the highest specification suitable for Olympic champions and novice athletes. Today, the running of the Boat Yard is undertaken by David Felipe. The Yard employs 60 technicians and produces just over 1,100 boats each year, supplying federations worldwide. Head to FelipeBoat.com to learn more about what they can do for you. But for now, that brings an end to the episode it brings an end to the vast majority of u.s collegiate racing there's just one more to go and that is the harvard yale race or the yale harvard race depending which camp you're in as steve gladstone said last week but from myself and fraser thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time at the end of the island